This episode of Things Cooks Know is sponsored by Open Account, a podcast series created by Su Chen Pak and Umqua Bank. Open Account explores, through honest and sometimes comical interviews, our uncomfortable silence around money. Open Account is available now on iTunes. Getting into college was once a normal teenage rite of passage. Now it's a global Hunger Games. You're competing against the kid at the best school in Singapore. Slate and Panoply are here to help. Our new podcast, Getting In, follows a group of seniors through the college application process in real time. Along the way, the students and listeners will get advice from experts with decades of experience. Getting In, a podcast about demystifying college admissions and finding the right fit for every student. Available in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Sarah Humphreys, the executive editor of Real Simple, a busy stepmother of two, and an amateur cook who loves to cook and loves to eat but has lots of questions. And I'm Sarah Karnasevich, the food editor of RealSimple.com, professional cook and a working mom who tries to give you all the answers. Welcome to Things Cooks Know, the weekly podcast where the professional cook, that's Sarah Kay, shares insider advice and secrets that the busy, hungry amateur cook, that's me, can use in her own kitchen with her own family. So now we're back into the swing of things of life, right? Yes. What happened to you this week? Well, you know, everyone's been going back to school, and my son, I thought, was going back to school yesterday. But we showed up, and in fact, we had the day wrong. So he went back to school today, and now we're rolling. You know, it's just a little reminder that moms need to check their back-to-school calendars, too. Absolutely. And then also September is a really rocky road. Yeah, it is. It's just a totally <laughs> rocky road. Before I had kids, I had no idea what people were talking about. I was like, what is the big deal? Yeah, Come I'm trying to be cheery about it. Yeah. And, I, you know, yesterday we walked back from school and we put the lunch away and we said, great, it's packed for tomorrow. Silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we're back in it. And, you know, we need to take care of ourselves, which is also something that's quite clear from that experience. And so... We need to talk about salads today. Okay. I know. We need to get a little serious. No, I like this topic. You know, it's it doesn't have to be like, oh, no, salad time, punishment. <laughs> yeah. They're really good for you. We all know that. In fact, I've said this out loud many a time. I feel like salads are so sad. They're just boring and sad. I get sick of mine, and I don't want to eat them, and I don't feel motivated, and so I always turn to a bread product because that's what makes me and happy it's in just, life. It's such a shame because it's not necessary. Like Salads can be so many things. And they don't need to be a punishment. So let's let's start with the building blocks of a salad, because I think that's the first thing to learn about. It's not just lettuce plus dressing and toss. What are the elements of a really good salad? Well, I mean, obviously you can you can start there and there's a place for that kind of simple thing. But I think if you're talking about having a salad as a meal and something that is really going to be satisfying and, and make you feel excited about what you're eating, you want to have multiple complementary and contrasting elements. So you want something crunchy in there or something that's soft, something that's maybe a little bit sweet and something that's a little bit salty. So, you know, you're you're setting up these kind of marriage of opposites that work in this really good way. And you know, you can you can assemble those components any season of the year. I think that Summer is always when people really think of salads because, you know, we're out at the market and the gardens are going gangbusters and it's the height of fresh produce. Um, You know, like beautiful tomatoes, tender little lettuces, all the rest. 
I love a butter lettuce salad with like a pumpkin seed oil or sunflower seeds. You can throw some crispy bacon in that. That's really simple. That's hardly more than what you were talking about before. But you just get a little bit of those elements in it. Or at the end of summer, you know, when peaches are still around, you can grill some peaches. And you don't need to do it outside. You could do it in a grill pan or even just a hot cast iron skillet. But you want to sear them a little bit so they get mm. soft. Um, a nice big piece of fresh mozzarella or burrata, red onions, maybe a little bit of olive oil toast on there. And you've got all those things again. So those are all kind of things that obviously when you still have some of that good summer stuff going, you can dig in with. So but, but what happens when the t- seasons turn and it gets dark and gloomy? That is, it's not the end. And in fact, I was going to say that I'm, I want to make the case that fall might be my favorite salad season. Really? Because if, if you play it right, you sort of bridge that transition period, sort of the end of that, the harvest and the last jewels of summer. And then but you're sort of inching into some really good cooler weather crops, too. And I think because the temp is going down and, you know, most places it's getting a little bit cooler, that kind of encourages you to play around a little bit more to maybe stretch the boundaries of what you think of as salad. So maybe you cook some of the greens or, you know, just wilt them a little or you add some roasted vegetables to the mix. It's not just raw, raw, raw all the time. So what when we when we turn to fall now and we've got we either go to the just the regular market or mm-hmm. if you're doing your you know fall farmers market trip, what kinds of items should we be looking for that would make a really good salad? Well, I, I think if you want to start out by thinking of the base, what we would usually think of as the lettuces, you know there are a lot of cooler weather greens, hardy greens, which can be nice. I mean, obviously, kale has been having a moment for a long time now. Mm-hmm. But also things like dandelion greens or turnip greens, beet greens, all of those things. Like maybe you're buying a thing of beets at the market that actually come with their greens attached. You can use those. You can shred them up and use them as a part of your salad. More bitter things like radicchio or or endive. And these can be cooked too. I mean, all of those things, even just sort of your regular, your, you know, more conventional lettuces. Cooking lettuce is a thing. It actually has a long history. You know, it's kind of a nice way to use up some leaves that maybe are a little bit past their prime or bitter or too thick to really get excited about eating raw. But can you cook... Can you cook lettuces that are like already limp or these? Yeah, and um, by cooking, I'm not saying like you're you're not really like putting them in the oven or braising them for a long period of time. I mean, not if you're making a salad. I'm talking about more like just a quick stir fry in a warm pan with some garlic or something like that, just to kind of wilt them around the edges. And give them some flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, you toss something like that with a light sesame dressing and sprinkle some sesame seeds on top, maybe some sliced steak. If you had, you know, steak for dinner and you had a little bit of leftover, you could add that. Or another, you know, another thing I like is like, you don't have to cook them, but dandelion greens are kind of really have a nice, sharp, peppery flavor. That's great with sliced meat, especially peppery meat. 
And then you could top that with like a warm soft boiled egg or mm. something like that. I mean, that's a meal. Right. That doesn't sound like a salad to me, yeah. though. It's more like, you know, everything on one plate. That's yeah. more, I think you would call it more like a composed salad. But yeah. maybe we need to just play with what you think of a salad being. Right. I think I need to expand my horizons. When you cook greens, what do you mean by that? I just mean sort of wilting them in a pan. When like I'm a little a olive oil or mm-hmm. something? Yep. Okay. But you don't even really need a lot of oil in the pan. I mean, you could do the same thing with a dry pan. You just want to get the pan really hot and kind of move them around a little until you'll see their edges start to to wilt and curl a little bit. Parts okay. will get darker. You know, a uh, radicchio is another thing that I think people maybe are like a little bit scared of sometimes. But there's a salad that I love to make in the fall. And in fact, I think we're going to in- include it in a Thanksgiving salad roundup that we're doing on the site. Unrealsimple.com. if you'd like to find the recipe. And it's just, it's a grilled radicchio salad. Mm-hmm. So you take that little, those little heads, you chop them into quarters, you grill them either outside on your grill or inside on a grill pan for about five minutes until they start to get crispy around the edges and a little bit soft. Parts are going to get darker in color. But, you know, they don't have to be totally annihilated. Right. And then you, you know, arrange them on a platter or, you know, a shallow bowl. You dress it with, like, a nice herb vinaigrette. I think it's nice with, like, a little thyme in it. And top it with some crumbled goat cheese. Mm. And I like to slice red grapes and put that in there and some pecans. That sounds delicious. That's like the... Thanksgiving version of an iceberg wedge. Yeah, it t- kind of is. <laughs> kind of is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really good. So I want to talk more about things we can just add to our basic salads to make them more exciting, turning away from grilling lettuces for a little bit. But first, a word about our sponsor. Money is one of the last great taboos, something we all need but rarely dare to discuss. Until now. Open Account, a series of interviews created by Su Chin Pak and Umqua Bank, explores our collective, uncomfortable silence around money. Honest, emotional, and sometimes comical, Open Account goes deep into the most rewarding, challenging, and paradoxical aspects of the number one leading stressor in America, money. Open Account is available now on iTunes. Okay, so now let's turn to just making a basic salad okay. in our house for dinner. Mm-hmm. If I don't just do lettuce and vinaigrette, <laughs> if I'm doing one for myself when, uh-huh. when I'm not making one for my stepchildren, I do, I, I ha- there are two elements in a salad that I have to have. Otherwise, I will not eat it. Okay. A, f- a nut mm-hmm. and some cheese. Well, this makes total sense. I, so I eat all the lettuce first, uh-huh. and then I combine the nut and the cheese with a baguette on the side, mm-hmm. and I, I eat them all together. The thing that you want to think about in terms of building your salads without a recipe is that you want to think about these this marriage of opposites. You know, you want... Um, delicious and non-delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lettuce and cheese. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, the contrasts. You want the creamy and the crunchy. There you have it. Your cheese and your nut. The sweet and the salty. The soft and the hard. So, you know, you have the soft lettuces or the soft cheese, depending on what you use, Mm -hmm. and and the hard nuts. So you can take that, you know, you could just continue to make your nut cheese salads, or you can, you know, alternate the kind of cheese and kind of nut or crunchy element that you're putting in your salad. And you can build 
different salads with that formula. Okay. And I think, you know, you can be a little creative in terms of you th- when you start thinking about what ingredients might fall into those categories. Okay, so what's something that's soft or creamy? Obviously, there's cheese, but there's also things like beans. And we spoke in our podcast last week about our pasta po- pasta podcast. Yep. That having beans and chickpeas in the pantry is essential. Yep, and the same for thing here. Last minute pastas, so that's great. So now there's two two uses for chickpeas. Yeah, in my white mind. beans, chickpeas. These are all going to add creaminess to the to a salad and a different texture. Now, crunch. You have nuts, obviously, and that can be anything from almonds, slivered almonds, or pumpkin seeds. Not really a nut, but a seed. Mm-hmm. Um, Walnuts. Walnuts, pistachios, cashews, hazelnuts, or it can be croutons, you know, like you're saying. You can have your bread. Well, yeah, you can just put your, why not just put the baguette in the salad? Mm -hmm. Because basically that's what I'm doing anyway. Okay. (laughs) Sweetness, you know, obviously you can put fruit in salads. I mean, we've been doing that for a long time. Things like apples in the fall or figs are really nice as we get more into citrus season. It's, I love like an orange salad or a grapefruit salad. It's such a nice option to have when, you know, the rest of the produce aisle is getting a little bit yes. sad. And, but it's still like peak time for all of those things come December and January. And citrus, things like oranges and grapefruit are really classically paired with things like fennel or red onion and just like a little very light vinaigrette. And that's, I was going to ask you, what kind of dressing, like what, what is in your vinaigrette if you're doing a citrus salad? I would actually just use some of the citrus right. juice and a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper. Okay. I mean, you could add some herbs in there too if you want to dress it up a little, but you won't go wrong with just like something very, very simple. Like okay. That. And those are so bright and clean tasting. It's such a like sunshiny contrast to the the cooler, cloudier months. Um, but so you know, obviously, fruit. If you're thinking of your sweet versus savory, that's one thing. But um, there are a lot of vegetables that are sweet too. So you could add something like uh, roasted beets. That would be a. Sweet Can we talk element. about that for a second? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, say, like, are you telling me? Con. Well. I'm neutral in terms of taste, but are you telling me that I would have to roast the beets no, myself? No. Okay. I mean... Because I would never do that. I'm not saying that you have to do it just to make a salad. Maybe you roast some beets. You're telling me I have to roast the beets. No. I'm telling you you don't, <laughs> but I'm just saying you also don't have to think about it like, it's Tuesday night, I want to make a salad. Oh, shit, I got to roast some beets. Right. And that's going to take, you know... A stretch of time. I've never that I done don't. it, and I don't think I ever will in my entire life. But you life. could also, it doesn't, you like clean them off, you wrap right, but them then in some foil, ha- put them in the oven, and they're roasted. Yeah, but then you have to peel them or something, and then you get your hands When they're all... roasted, the skin just falls right okay. off. But anyway, this is all moot because you've probably noticed that in the produce section of many, many grocery stores at this point, you can find vacuum packed already cooked beets. Can we turn to grain salads for a second? Sure. Well, I just actually, I want to just tell you about one more salad idea. Okay? Yeah. One more. Humor me. I will. Because I'm going to tell you another Thanksgiving salad idea. Okay. That, I mean, you don't have to wait till Thanksgiving to eat it, but it has another ingredient in it that I think might surprise you, but I love this so much. I evangelize about it all the time. And what you do is you spread 
cranberries. They okay. can be frozen or fresh once they... Okay, but not dried. Not dried. Okay. Fresh cranberries, you know, like not dried out cranberries on a baking sheet. You toss them with some olive oil and salt and pepper, and you roast them until they get soft and they kind of start splitting apart a little bit. And then you just toss them while they're still warm with some, like, shredded Swiss chard or something like mm. that. And everything wilts a little bit, and you have this, like, really, like, the tender greens and this tart, sweet tart of the cranberries, and you can throw some nuts in there. You know, it would work great with, like, a goat cheese or it something would, like that, it? but you don't necessarily need that. It is so good. And I think people always are throwing, like, you know, those kind of, like, craisins into their salad, oh, yeah. which can be super sweet. And this has this really nice balance because you're using the fresh cranberries. And it's just like a fun way to use them that's not in most people's way of thinking. Like, a, it's not cranberry sauce. Right. And it's not um, craisins. You're right. Yeah. That's, I think that's the way, the way most people go. Um, so I re- I'm advocating. I want to put this out there. I think everybody should try it. Well, I'm still, uh, for this Thanksgiving, I'm definitely doing the stuffies that you talked about on another podcast. I made, I made them a couple of weeks ago, right <laughs> so, at the end of summer. Okay. So let's go to grain salads. Grain salads to me are great because they actually fill they, me up. You don't, I you don't, don't have, have your the, panic. I don't have the panic. But I do, and I do think they, I mean, they've obviously been around for a while, but I think people are really opening their minds to grain mm-hmm. salads. What kinds of grains? I mean, sky's kind of the limit there. I mean, obviously rice. I love a wild rice salad, but also farro. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I usually use. Quinoa. And those are things which is like great about them. You can batch cook them on on a, the weekend and they'll really keep. You can also, I think we talked about this way back when, Trader Joe's sells some frozen grains. Oh, already cooked? Already cooked. Ooh. Uh, which then takes a little bit even more of the... the planning and time element out of it, which I always, when I first heard about that, I was like, why would you buy frozen grains? But I've actually used them a little bit and they're really handy. Yeah, I can see that. Um, So I think you're right in that that's a way to like really build a satisfying salad that you will not think twice about having for like a big lunch or a real dinner. And sometimes I will actually sneak some greens in with the grains, mm-hmm. which, you know. I think you absolutely should. That's the thing. To, <laughs> it's not like grains with like a slice of cucumber on it. I mean, well, that's I think, kind of what I do sometimes yeah. too. But sometimes I will put actual greens in and toss it and they'll get a little wilted when, because the grains are still warm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I never cool the grains. That's just another step I that think I the, to the grains should never be more than 50% of the. Oh, really? In my opinion. Okay. I'm on 90. <laughs> okay. But so and this is sort of in the same vein in terms of it's really satisfying, um, though not a grain. But lentil salads are another thing I really think are a great thing to consider when you're kind of trying to figure out how to put it together. They're cheap, first of all, so it's really a delicious thing to make for very little money. And in the fall, when the, the like first sort of little cute carrots are still in the market mm-hmm. and, you know, they're all different colors, all, all of that, if you roast some of those with some cumin and toss those with some, you know, on top of a bed of lentils and maybe like make a little quick yogurt sauce with just a scoop of yogurt, some lemon juice, you could add a little bit more cumin, salt and pepper. That is so, so good. That sounds delicious. And it's pretty darn virtuous, too. So you can 
really like no, have no guilt about eating that and you'll be full. And you could just have like a grilled chicken breast on the side. Oh yeah, you, you could can. go really basic. Let's end on something speaking of basic. Okay. And and again, sometimes a little bit gets a gets a sad rap, I would say. Uh-huh. Cabbage. Oh, well, I'm happy to talk about this because I love cabbage and I will champion it until my final days. It has so many possibilities. I mean, even beyond just your basic coleslaw, which I think done right, can be really, really good. And there's been this proliferation of these kind of Asian cabbage slaws, Mm -hmm. which I think everyone has had one version of or another. Usually have kind of some sesame element or some pumpkin, you know, seeds or some kind of crunchy thing in it. Lots of times sliced chicken or sliced pork. You'd marinate some pork and put that on top. Really good. If you want to kind of take the whole like cabbage salad idea in another direction, probably the more on-trend version these days would be like a shredded Brussels sprout salad because they're basically just tiny little cabbages. Mm -hmm. And you can either like shred your own if you have a little mandolin or one of those sharp slicers. Or I know you can buy them already pre-shredded in a lot of places. Right, you can buy all that stuff pre-shredded now, those little Brussels sprouts. And just dress that with a lot of lemon juice, nice glug of olive oil, and a good handful of Parmesan mm. and toss it up really well and load on some almond, like those Marcona al- oh, almonds yeah. that are really good. And if you're feeling really decadent, you could kind of like frizzle up some ham or some prosciutto in a pan and throw that on I top. think if I did that, I would call it a bacon Parmesan salad because no one in the family would eat it if I they think, knew it was Brussels sprouts. I, I think you're really good at branding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that sounds delicious. Thank you so much for joining us today for Things Cooks Know. We'd like to thank our engineer, Zach Dinerstein, and our producer, Tim Einenkel. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. And for a million more great cooking tips and tricks and salad ideas, head to realsimple.com. If you have topics you'd like us to cover next time, tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or at SQ Karn. We'll be back next week. Music